Why, hello there. Thank you for listening to Like I Said. I am your host, Satan. And today I have a guest, Cody Sawyer. As I stumble to say his name, as you will see. Why am I talking this way? Because sometimes it's fun to talk in a weird voice, alright? Alright? So this one's a little bit different from last time. I was really intrigued talking to Cody because I've known him for a few years now, but I really don't know a lot about him. He's usually not a chatty Kathy, if you know what I mean. So a lot of his uh, jobs have been all over the place from someone a little bit on the outside, kind of like looking in at things. And it was intriguing because a lot of us are like super confused about what we're doing for jobs and we used to have nine to five and maybe we don't anymore maybe we have this but now maybe we don't anymore because fucking covid still god damn mm, anyway so cody is definitely someone who's like very clever no. <laughs> i didn't hesitate on clever because I don't think he's not clever. I hesitate because I don't know if that's the exact word I was going for. Tenacious is another one. He's, um, he, he, I don't know. He just does what he needs to do to do what he needs to do. And I don't know. He's very calm and level-headed and from what I can tell. Anyway, so I was excited to talk to him to kind of like bounce around and see exactly what, comp- like what he was doing. I didn't like fully understand it and it kind of sounded like prostitution to me. So I figured I had to ask him about it. And then I figured, you know, maybe other people are curious too. Maybe they fucking hate their job. Uh, Get the fuck out if you hate your job. Figure something else out and maybe he'll inspire you to do that. And then it developed into like what he's actually like passionate about and the reasons that he has these jobs so that he can do these things. And so we ended up talking about that as well. And it was very inspiring to remind us not to get fucking trapped down all the time unless you just want to stay and like be in your home and have the security but for a lot of us that's not exactly what we want we want to get out there and experience life and so this i hope will inspire you to buck the fuck up and go have fun so enjoy Jim, it's just like I said, Jimmy Jim. It's like I said, just stop sucking so much. Cause you suck, Jimmy. Welcome. <laughs> All right, so today I've got Cody Sauer. Sauer? 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 Sawyer. Sawyer. I used to pronounce it Sawyer, but that's my correct man said it's Sawyer. Who corrected you? Some oh, somebody at a bar. Told just, you how to say your own last name? Yeah, I was trying to get my ID back, and I was like, oh, it's Sawyer. And they're like, oh, you mean Sawyer? I was like, yeah, sure. And so you're going to just say it Sawyer, yeah. Obviously, I don't know how to read. <laughs> that sounds less country whenever I say Sawyer, I feel like. That's true. I'm like, Sawyer. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that could be used well in your advantage if you're talking to southern people. They're going to want more of a southern drawl. That's true. Be a local. 
Honestly, you're my phone is dynamite, so it's hard for me to remember your last <laughs> name until like right at the last second. Yeah. And I only have that in there because I didn't know your last name when I put you in my phone. <laughs> and I never wanted to change it. And I guess we can explain to other people what dynamite means later on. Yeah, dynamite works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is definitely easier to say. Yeah. Kind of rings rings a bell too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but today, one of the first things we want to talk about mainly is what the fuck is Rent Sons? <laughs> it's very confusing to me because you're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And you have like a very strange schedule and and it's not like prostitution, but... <laughs> no, but there is a company called Rent Boys, which I think is... Is prostitution? I think it's more like a male escort service. Is that not prostitution? Mm. Or is it just like... I think it's kind of tiptoeing around that. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Is it just like softcore? I actually don't know exactly what it is, but I think when Pat started this company, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, I think Rent Boys came out after he already had the name. I Rent. will say Rent Boys sounds worse. <laughs> yeah. Rent definitely. Sons, I guess, is it, there's like a like a family aspect to it, so that's kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, that's the idea behind it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to introduce this topic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so please explain this to me. Okay, so um, so I actually jumped in on this opportunity, I guess like a year and a half ago. Um, they were moving to Charleston, and I was one of the first sons, if you will, down here in Charleston. But I'll kind of explain a little bit more of the background of it. So Pat, which is actually the founder of Rent Sons, he started this back in college as a way to make money for himself and to pay for college. So he just went to the store and printed out flyers and he thought he, you know, could get into the community and help them out and get paid to do it. And that was kind of his like mindset around it. And then after college, he kind of like faded away from this idea and started a, like a water light show business for concerts. That was me, sorry. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. It's like total opposite. But uh, yeah, so he started like a water light show business and he did that for years, I think. And built this business and traveled all over the country, met like all kind of famous artists. And uh, I think he really loved it, but it kind of got old after a while, like him traveling and being on the road a lot. Yeah, I hear that. So I think he kind of stepped back from that um, and had the idea to start back up Rent Sons as more of a community thing. And he's from Rhode Island. He started it back up there, I want to say three years ago now. Oh my God, that's really recent. Yeah, it's super recent. It's scaled so fast so far. Um, but the idea behind it is um, really bringing the community together. So the idea is for your neighbors, you can rent a son or a daughter, and you pay hourly. It's affordable rate, and you get the odd ends jobs like done. It's not skilled labor. You know, we can paint interior, exterior of the house, landscaping, moving. We do a lot of moving jobs just because we're cheap labor, mm-hmm. and to give mostly like college kids or young adults, you know, a chance to work around their schedule and maybe learn what they want to do for the rest of their lives. So it's it's kind of like a team building and community building hmm. mindset. Um, but yeah, I mean, like a lot of a lot of college kids jump on board and it gives them a chance to meet a lot of new, new people around the community and maybe even score a job from it. I know a lot of our sons and daughters have worked for neighbors and ended up working like, Maybe in the fashion industry or something, you know, just talking to the neighbors and com- connecting on that level. And a yeah, good point. There's good networking opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And Pat knows so many people. It's crazy how many people he's met through this company alone. 
just because they like the idea of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it gives it gives students essentially to like make their own schedule. Um, they can come in and go as they please, and you're a 1099 independent contractor, so you know you're really. I guess you're only responsible for like the hours that you sign up for. Okay. Um, other than that, you can take off whenever you want to. You know, work around your school schedule, and which is super nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea for a company, um, and it's scaling so fast. And which is what I'm going to be in charge of this next year. So we're going to be launching different communities along the East Coast. Oh, so I'm super glad I brought you in here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of overwhelming right now because um, I'm trying to learn like all the back end stuff just so I can train the community managers that we'll be, we'll be hiring. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be launching a new, like, city pretty much every other week. Good Lord. Yeah. So that's going to be... Good Dark Lord. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be balls to the walls for me, but... I was about to say, man, that's, that's a, a steady timeline right there. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, so you don't really need a lot of um, anything up front, which is really cool about this idea, right? Because it's kind of built upon... Like, you don't need a home base or anything like that, right? No, so he has a home base pretty much. Um, the main office is in Rhode Island. Right, but you don't need one in each city. Exactly. I guess that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Because we're independent contractors, um, we don't need, like, a necessarily a home base. Um, we are licensed and insured, but it's not, like, skilled labor. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit easier. But I know there's a lot of stuff you have to tiptoe around, like, in Charleston especially. Like, there's a lot of contractor work that yeah, what a surprise. you have to be licensed with. Yeah, but moving... We're totally licensed to move. I mean, that's that's the easy one. Painting is kind of, you know, you might have to get a license in each individual county, I guess. Really? For painting? Yeah. That's Especially ridiculous. Char- yeah, Charleston's a little... Well, Charleston's stupid about a lot of things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people already, like, infiltrated, like, certain communities and... That's so strange. Yeah. I mean, they want skilled labor and they want it done right just because, I guess, I don't know. I wonder if it's like the uh, historic part in Charleston. It probably is. Yeah. Um, we don't. I mean, we don't do a lot of painting on the exterior. We do like we've done a couple sheds and stuff, but uh, a lot of the interior work we just kind of keep it hush hush. We look like we're you know we don't look like a painting crew <laughs> when we're going in there. We're just a bunch of like college aged kids <laughs> walking into a house, so we could just be helping a neighbor, which you, is essentially what we're doing. You mean you don't have full white painting clothes? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know why they do that. It's always always white. Yeah. So yeah, like, do you just want to see where you mess up and because like how often do you paint white wall? I guess you probably paint a lot of white walls. I don't know as a why painter. it's always white. Yeah, it's weird though. Yeah, I feel like white's probably the most common, just because primer maybe. Ugh, lame. I don't know. <laughs> Boring. All right, so that's pretty much the startup cost isn't outrageous at all. So I guess when you really, so I need to formulate my question better. <laughs> When you go to a different city and you're trying to start this up, do you have a solid idea of like what you'll actually be doing? Like, are you going to colleges and talking to them, or how are you? Yes, I mean that's a that? that's a big thing that we're working on right now. Um, he kind of has like an idea because we have, I want to say like at least ten communities. And that's like a main hub, and then we have spokes running off of those. So, say Charleston's the main hub. We have, you know, Somerville, James Island, and then we just extended a few for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing is, we start looking for work, help, and, 
you know, people that we can reach out to in those communities like six weeks prior to launch. Okay. So you kind of started building a team. Yeah, exactly. So right now we're looking for community managers in each city up to six weeks um, before we launch it just so we can get them trained up. We kind of scout out the area. We get, you know, a list of real estate people. We go to actual, like, I think it's called, like, My Maps. Hmm. It's, like, a, on Google. I think you can, like, you know, pinpoint different things. So we pinpoint, like, all the real estate offices, all the uh, oh, cool. interior designers, you know, apartment complexes. And we we try to get, like, a, a meeting with the real estate offices just so we can do some pitches. But we'll walk around to different places and kind of, like, tell them about our idea. That's smart. Okay. So yeah. some, like, cold calling yeah yeah essentially and we've done that a lot in Beaufort so we've launched Beaufort like twice now Mm -hmm. so we did an initial launch and then we went back and helped Zach about two weeks ago um but yeah it's just a lot of like cold like walking into offices and kind of like pitching our idea and just saying that we can help them out with like punch list um stuff that real estate people need um but yeah it helps you have such a great smile yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like college age kids, like I said. So I think a lot of people want to help help college age kids to find work, and sure. they're really inspired by the uh, by the young, I guess, community reaching out to the older community and trying to help. I don't know. It's just it's a different feel than we've. I mean, we've hired movers before, and you usually get like big burly dudes. Yep. And they're usually not the most friendly. They're just there to do their job. Yep. But with us, it's more of like. You know, we're not there to hang out, but we're also there to, like, make friends and make long-term, I, I guess, like connections. That. Yeah. It's a total different mindset. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, then you're not viewing the person in your way. You're viewing the person as just, like, part of the job, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a mover, I could see. It's just like, would you leave? <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if you're allowed to be there when they pack up a house. Probably not. Yeah. Especially now. Um, oh, good point. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. But a lot of, I mean it's hit or miss like a lot of the times we get like neighbors that love us and then i would say like one and every i don't know 20 people are like these aren't movers he sent like <laughs> some scrawny dudes and a girl how do you not know what you're getting into i feel like even with the name alone it's pretty self-explanatory i, I think a lot for, like yeah. the age age range at least obviously i'm asking yeah. you more about it but for like i obviously knew no burly 40 year old guy that just went and did like eight stacks on a squat <laughs> Rack right. is gonna walk in here. I know that much at least. I, honestly, I think people when they apply for jobs, those people anyways, they just do it really fast and they don't really hmm. understand and they're just looking for cheap labor. Oh yeah, that's a good point. People are stupid. Got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, sometimes we've done like work for contractors, which is totally fun because I don't mind helping them out. Interesting. But we stopped doing that because that's not what rent sums is supposed to be about yeah that's like we're not supposed to be cheap labor we're supposed to be like helping hands and like building a community yeah so helping good. people that actually need it not that's a good distinction right there contractors yeah we're not we're not contracted work <laughs> so yeah that kind of upset me a little bit whenever we used to get those jobs i'm like look we got to stop doing these jobs like <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think uh pat's big thing is not money focus it's more of like again community focused like awesome i think that's the big thing that he looks for whenever he's hiring somebody he wants to make sure that they're not there for the money but they're there to grow and live a full life so it's a big like i don't know he's like he's super involved in the church too so i think he wants that i don't know that relationship between sons and daughters and also the neighbors as well so he encourages Mm -hmm. like bi-monthly get-togethers 
just uh damn yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah it's really cool i mean he talks about like the suicide rate in young kids a lot and he's like you never know what people are going through and i think having that connection between not just your job but like your community as well yeah it's huge damn that's really neat so yeah. <laughs> i mean it's because it's a great great idea even like business model wise like the obviously the startup we talked about was super fucking low yeah yeah it and is. it's really easy to find labor especially around colleges mm-hmm. and how many old people need help moving stuff but i do like the fact that it's just not about the business model which is very easily just be about that and you could burn yeah. college students into the ground <laughs> doing it that way but i really like the fact that his focus isn't that way which i want to say is kind of becoming a new trend that people are caring more about their employees but that kind of thing is still hard to find i think yeah definitely you don't really find that in a lot of jobs Mm -hmm. or at least you're told that you're going to be treated that way (laughs) and after like the first or second week you're like oh you high and sack of shit (laughs) yeah and then i think a big thing is too i don't know how like other jobs like as far as this realm go but the fact that college kids can come onto this thing and be a 1099 contractor work um that gives them the freedom to or i guess it makes them learn how to do their taxes at an early early age so they're not just filing w-2 forms they're actually having to file and keep track of their tax records and whatnot yeah that's Um, a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) it's not i mean yeah it's not that fun but it gives them the responsibility and it kind of teaches them something and Oh, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Always. You got to embrace the suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taxes suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but like you said, like, shit, I didn't learn how to do all, any of that kind of shit until I got into it. I'm like, why hasn't anyone talked to me, like, talked right. this through with me? Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I had, like, a business tax sit down with someone and the questions they asked. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's terrifying. So that's a really good point, too. You're definitely learning a lot of really useful skills mm-hmm. um what kind of are you you talk about painting and stuff do you have any like repair work kind of skills or handyman kind of things uh so again we try to be like super general with it uh, just because a lot of the people don't necessarily like know what to do like what if you were building a shed uh so it has to like be something that comes with instructions like we're not going to go and do like carpentry work gotcha um again it depends so that's a too. skill thing right yeah okay yeah um so we certify kids now actually which is what we came out with maybe like six months ago so now they have to go through a certification process and they have to do like a training with the community manager okay cool so they have to we have to make sure they know how to paint you know really paint not just slap some paint on the wall that way they don't (laughs) go in a house and mess it up and we have to pay for it Um, a solid point yeah moving stuff and like Oh my god! You know, be able to use basic hand tools and whatnot. But I mean, we'll go in and hang up curtains and hang TVs and stuff. But he usually tries to get somebody that's mm-hmm. you know a little bit more skilled in that aspect. Okay, he's not gonna send anybody yeah to that job. He's like, yeah, hey, no, you've never done this before. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, don't mess up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is that? Yeah, I I was I was that guy for a while, but now that I'm kind of stepping back and doing doing the launches, um. He's trying to find somebody else in the Charleston area that's pretty handy. Nice. But. Do you miss the weird stuff that you used to do? Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, you're not wearing a suit, at least, so there's that part. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't have to worry about cutting my hair and <laughs> wearing nice clothes. <laughs> oh, it'd be so misleading. Like, rent sons, and you roll out in, like, a really right. nice, like, Gucci suit or some <laughs> shit. 
Yeah. I mean, you would look good, but very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Excellent. So um, you said you're going to start working on stuff like every other week. You're trying to set up a new place. How many goal destinations are you looking at? Or is this like, just keep rolling until we hit a plateau? Uh, it keeps on changing. Um, he just got super good investments and he just closed those out at the beginning of the year to like kind of start this big launch and do big push. Um, I think our goal originally was like 20 in the year. Mm -hmm. So pretty much one every other week. And then I think in July, we're going to take a break and kind of rehash those launches that we already did. So follow up with them. Smart. Um, so yeah, I think, I think 20 for the year, I think is the goal pretty good goal but again we're gonna play it all by ear you know if we're not ready to launch a certain community fuck that's like doubling yeah nice yeah i mean i think it's a it's a big scale like push um and again some communities don't do that well Mm. i know i think we hit we opened up one in i think huntsville alabama and it just kind of sank um Mm. but i think we might rehash that later um charleston did great when we opened it up but again i think it's the community manager that you grab because they, they're, they're paid salary now, but they also have commission-based bonuses. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you can make anywhere from, like, if you're not that, doing that good, thirty to 40000 or you can really crush it the first year and make 60000 You know. Nice. Are you said manager person? No. What's your title? So, Lucas. Um, I was lead son, but now I'm launch... Um, like coordinator? Launch something. Launch Cross support, board. I think. Support. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Support crew. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Interesting. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done? <laughs> uh we worked for a lot of uh interior designers and they can be kind of uh weird. <laughs> um That's super vague. <laughs> yeah, I know it's super vague. Uh <laughs> I'm not trying to have you slam anyone, but Yeah, no, I mean we've been paid for like six hours of work and we're there for six hours, but we really, you know, we're there to move stuff around, maybe their house or their property. Oh my gosh. And so we just legit move things just, back and forth. Yeah, we legit are there and move probably two things and talk the rest of the time. So. <laughs> but they pay us for our time. That's wild. And I almost think that sometimes they just hire us to talk to us because they're no like, way. yeah. <laughs> that. It's like company, you know? That's kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of money just to talk to somebody. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, one day we. I know the coolest thing we were doing. Have you seen uh, what's, there's a TV show with Adam Devine and uh, it's filmed down here. It's, All right, it's not it's workaholics. Like, no, it's with like the super church and. Oh, here let's just look it up. How about that? Man, I can't think of what it's called. And it's filmed down here. Yeah. Like Charleston or. In Charleston. Interesting, because I don't know Sullivan's Island is super popular for that. It's to out film. John's Island, yeah. All right, let's see here. Adam. Oh, man, he's not even in, like, the top four. Really? <laughs> you have to type in his last name. Sorry, guy. Uh, it's not Pitch Perfect. It's, it's not Mike and Dave. It's a TV show. I'm working on it. Here, I'm just going <laughs> to pass this to you, and you can just tell me which one you're talking about. What are these? Because I'd have to, like, read synopsis and things. And... The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're at the main house doing setup for them and uh we were legit there for like 10 hours and we didn't do hardly anything oh my god yeah we were in like this huge warehouse where they were keeping like a lot of the furniture from inside the house that they were shooting in and 
we just loaded up the pods to get it out of the warehouse so they could repaint it. Mm. That and, was it? Well, I mean, we stood around for most of the day. Like, it could have took us an hour or two. But the lady was, like, super particular on what she wanted in each pod. And <laughs> I don't know. Some of the stuff's weird, man. But <laughs> it's cool, like, to see see these different places and work for these different people. You get yeah. to know them. <laughs> so did you get to meet any of the actors? No. Okay. We actually weren't even supposed to tell them where we were. Like, we... We couldn't take any pictures or anything. Well, that seems fair enough. Yeah, because it was a, it's a plantation on John's Island, but it's a privately owned plantation. Hmm. So they I've just still don't never want. seen that show. Yeah, I think I watched a couple episodes of it. Isn't Danny McBride on that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems funny, but I don't know. I can't really ever get into TV shows that. I don't even know what it's on. Amazon, HBO. I would say like Hulu or something. Hulu. Maybe. I have Hulu. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? I don't TV know. shows. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I've had some weird jobs. But uh, how long have you been working with them? So I was one of the first sons down here, and I think we launched here in October 2019. So about a year and a half. Man, moving right up pretty quickly, sir. Yeah. Lead son. Yeah. You gonna put all these on your resumes? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Pat's a great person to reference on my resume, actually. Are you an only child? I'm not. I have two siblings. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Do you ever tell them that you're the lead son? <sighs> like, you guys failed. <laughs> you guys failed. They know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> oh, it's excellent. All right. I like that. I may have more questions and come back, but that definitely makes way more sense. Yeah. And it's like way better than a nine to five job, I think, in yeah. my opinion. And it's also up to you to hustle as much as you want, regardless, I guess, of what position you have. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people have questions about it. It's because uh, whenever you first introduce it, you're like, wait, what is it? <laughs> yeah. But we're actually changing. We're in like, I think the next two months we'll have a name change. So what? It's, yeah, just because, yeah, the way that. The Rent Boys thing, just. Rent Boys, but Rent Sons also. So. Is it too, like, daughter thing. gender it's, specific? Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes people uncomfortable. 2021 now. <laughs> I know, fuck. I'm reading a book, The Coddling of the American Mind. Yeah. Talking how everyone's been treated so, like, oh, no, if that upsets you, don't do it. Yeah. So now we're just a bunch of weak-ass shits. Yeah. But, just, I, I mean, I think the name's kind of weird. <laughs> um, just because... I guess in the terms of like growth and expansion, yeah, I could the say the act that. of renting a human being. It's kinda weird. Oh, I didn't like even that. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the new name's gonna be cool. I think the new name's like actually explains the company a lot better and You obviously can't can't drop that right now, can yeah. you? Yeah. Secrets. It's kinda like a mesh between like surfing, because he's a big surfer and he loves like being in the water and close to the ocean. Hence why we're launching the East Coast On and not coast, like inland. Yeah. Um, Smart. And serving the community, toast? it doesn't. Oh. I think he was just trying to broaden like a little bit further out. Okay, but, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, I don't know geography, so I would have believed you if you said yes. I don't think so. I definitely don't know. Yeah, if it touches any coast, it's the ghost, <laughs> the the Gulf. Oh yeah, but, good point. Uh, Whatever. Sorry, Alabama. Slide. Slide. <laughs> 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 like we got our own sons. <laughs> I made them myself. Anyway. <laughs> All right, cool. So, new name change. Yep. That's always exciting. Kind of get like a fresh new start, new zeal, new energy. Like, yeah. Hey, a little revamp. New name, new me. Yeah. 
I mean, he's got a lot of stuff that's going to go to waste, but, I mean, he's got flyers and, I don't know. He'll figure it out. That's the way it That's goes why he's sometimes. got the investment, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be better for, the, like, the bigger scale, too, so. Sorry, my headphones did something weird. <laughs> like, every now and then, I think. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you, and you're still reading, which is good. Go ahead, say something. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> well done. Cool. That was a solid hello. I like that. <laughs> that was that was very nice. All right, so what the fuck did you do before this? Because you've done some weird things. Before, like, what the this? hell is going on? What do you mean before this? Like, how far? <laughs> All right, well, one time I went to your bathroom, and you had, like, oh. eight robots in there yeah. just to turn on a faucet. Yeah. That, uh... <laughs> So after the AT, after we hiked the AT, I just kind of like looked for stuff that I could do remotely or kind of build myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I jumped in on this opportunity to sell these water ionizers for a company called Enagic. Invested some money into it. And I'm still doing it. Yeah, and well, I have made money off of it. Well, dope. Um, well done. Yeah, it's high ticket sales. It's like direct sales. Um, it's different than an MLM, even though it's categorized underneath that, hmm. because you don't have to make a quota. You're a lifelong like distributor. Okay. So I just kind of do it on my own time. If I make a sale, I make a sale. If I don't, then it is what it is. I still have an awesome water machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tried to do that. And <laughs> all right, you say awesome. I say awesome. weird as shit. It's weird, but it's awesome. It's very Dude. cumbersome. Yeah, but it it can replace all your household cleaners, beauty toners, degreasers. All in one thing. So you don't have to go to the store and buy all this stuff anymore. Yeah, okay. Because it, it does like the process of electrolysis and it it converts like different pH levels um, through the machine. So can you just make straight acid? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? Essentially. What? Really? I think it has like a hypochlorous acid. So it's essentially like 2.5 um, Shit. water. Yeah, so it's essentially like a bleaching agent. That would be very confusing. So I think it hit big like last year. It's actually when I joined. Um, whenever COVID like really struck big in like March, I think I. Oh, because the cleaning parts. Yep. I see. Yeah. Huh. So two point five, you can. It's essentially uh, sanitizer. That's a bleaching nuts. product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, and it, I mean it can replace that. It can do like I think it's sixty eight uses throughout the house. Um, sixty eight. Yeah. Damn, son, I've been sleeping on this thing. Yeah. And obviously you don't need to hook it up in your bathroom, right? No. A lot of people do it with their sink because they use it for everything, you know, boiling water. and. Yeah. I mean, no, we just had it in the sink because we didn't want to put it on the counter. Fair enough. It was in our house. So. Uh, yeah. It's, it's still in the bathroom, though, at Rachel's mom's as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. I guess if you need your fancy weird water. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people swear by it. There's a lot of athletes to have them. Um, hmm. Conor McGregor, I think he has like six of them. What? Yeah. Every single sink. Yeah. Just because I think the the process of hydrolysis and the 9.5 that he probably drinks, that hydrate, it's supposed to hydrate and penetrate the cells faster. Hmm. So. What is regular water? Um, I think it's just, it, so it's, man, I, I, I was supposed to learn this last night on a, <laughs> on a webinar thing that I was watching. But I don't know. I know, I know it's micro-clustered, so it's smaller because of the H2 in it. And it's just supposed to penetrate the cells faster hmm. and hydrate the body faster. And it's obviously, like, clean of any, like, 
chemicals and stuff in the water because we have a lot of like chlorine and whatnot in the water yeah so straight tap water is obviously bad for you <laughs> in the long run and uh dude i literally just drank like yellow water from a camping site the other day yeah like, give me the parasites i mean I, I do it too but i mean again we're like healthy people i think this helps a lot of people with bad like chronic stuff like uh psoriasis i know it helps out a lot with that hmm. i did know a lady who had um cancer when she's going through treatment she would get higher ph i think yeah water, something like that she specifically came in for like and they had like the ph balance or, or whatever yeah so a lot of people confuse it with like alkaline water so you can buy oh, alkaline it, water in the store <laughs> um which is a higher ph but you can essentially get alkaline water by just putting like i think it's a uh, baking soda in the water weird and it just increases the ph level okay which is good for you in smaller amounts i think um, but this is different because alkalinized, 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 <laughs> alkalinized water. <laughs> so <laughs> it goes through a different process and, uh, essentially it uses like electrodes and like plates and it bounces it back and like, I don't know. It goes through a process called electrolysis. I know that. Electrolysis. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't bring you on to be a scientist. So you, don't, you don't have to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I should know this stuff though. I've been, I've been off and on trying to sell these things for a while but or i guess for eight months now i feel like a lot of us are just like you use big words i like it sounds fancy (laughs) i don't focus too much of my time into this although i should because the person i uh that mentors me and we have zoom calls and stuff like every thursday she's made like five digit months pretty consistently for the past year and the person that created the platform underneath I'm under, I'm underneath, made like 500k her first year. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. I mean, you you can go places with it, you but you really have salesman. to commit it. It's not even that. Like, no? you just have to know Do they how to give you leads. No, so I just run ads. Um, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not like cold calling or anything. People just reach out to you. What? Yeah, I get like 10 leads a day. What the fuck? Through my man? ads, but a lot of them just kind of like die off. You know, people seem interested at first, but then they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people think it's a scam. A scam. Um, there are a lot of like pyramid schemes and stuff out there. So that's I true. I 100% thought that's what this was when you first yeah. told me about it. Yeah. The, so the difference between a pyramid scheme and this is, uh, so pyramid schemes, you're not actually selling anything. You're just trying to get more people you're to just sign recruiting on. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're actually legal. So you can't. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the Nagic's been around for like forty-six years. So. Damn. Yeah, and it's a, it's direct sales person. Like, that's it. It's direct sales. Um, if I sell a machine to anybody, I get commission off of it. Um, if I get somebody underneath me, I get commission off them, and they get a machine, and then they become a distributor as well. Hmm. And then up to I think a certain amount of sales that I'll get commission off of them as well. So there okay. is like a ladder, but. I wouldn't solely rely on people recruiting people. Right. Which I think is what makes a pyramid scheme a pyramid scheme. There's no products and you're recruiting people only. Yeah. Whereas this is direct sales. Dude, I once had someone try and sell me a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Uh, And I kind of just fucked with the guy (laughs) for a while. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll look into it. And then I realized how obsessive they are. Mm -hmm. And he would call me like 
three times a day. He would visit me at work where I met him. Granted, it was I was serving beer, so it's not like he would track me down at work. It wasn't that weird. But I'm like, oh, God damn it, this guy's fucking walking here again. And then he gave me a CD, even though I told him I didn't want it. I'm like, I can't even watch CDs. He's like, well, just try and watch it and then give it back to me. And then finally I was like, hey, man, listen, I know you're trying real hard. I admire that, but I'm not going to do this. Right. And, like, I know you're going to try and hit me with eight more things, but it's not going to work. There's just no chance. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, then can I have the CD back? I was like, I don't even know where it is. And then he called me, like, fucking two weeks. <laughs> I had to figure it out. Just, like, trying to find out where the fuck the stupid... I think my headphones are broken. That's what it is. Stupid little things. Anyway, still never gave them back. Actually, it was in the truck when I wrecked it, and it's probably sitting in a junkyard. <laughs> I feel like the thing with that is... Um, I think people. I don't know. I don't know how they really work, but I think people it's invest creepy. money into them, yeah. and they're really trying to make that money back. He's <laughs> like, "Look, I gotta eat." <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like a lot of, a lot of like MLMs are. Uh, I don't know. There's still a lot of them out there. What do you mean when you say this? This so multi-level marketing. All right, there we go. Um, I, I forget what the other ones are. There's like Herbalife, and there's. I don't know. Hmm. There's protein ones and there's oh, what's the uh the fruit vitamin thing? ones? Yeah, there's like a a shake one, fruit plus or some shit. Yeah, juice plus, juice plus. Yeah, yep, that's MLM. Yeah, okay. um, huh? Shit. Yeah, how about that? So it's it's pretty much direct sales. I think I think juice plus. Uh, I think juice plus is like more of a re- reoccurring thing. So like a monthly like subscription oh, okay. kind of thing. Whereas this is kind of like a one and done because this like machine's Avon? supposed to last for like twenty five years. <laughs> I'm buy some Tupperware. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, exactly that. Except for those are like low ticket stuff. Yeah. So you have to make a lot of sales to make a little bit of money. Whereas I sell one machine, I make like fifteen hundred dollars. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You can just prairie dog my pants a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I Holy mean, shit. That's the difference between like low ticket and high ticket. So I close one deal a month. I'm making, you know, I keep on moving up to end up making like five grand each sale. Goddamn, son. Yeah. So. You make one sale and you make more than I make all month and I hustle. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing the wrong business. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's a new thing too. I think a lot of people are trying to start their own own thing, so I think it's really kicking off now. That's dumb. Oh, start their own thing. Selling start that? their own thing, yeah. Yeah, start their own thing. That's dumb. So instead of working nine to five. <laughs> that, that's dumb too. <laughs> Everything is just dumb. Just sell these machines. You'll be yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then... Rent yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rent sons thing is, uh, you know, I feel like they're both kind of side hustles right now. Maybe one will kick off. Fair enough. Maybe one won't. Yeah. Well, one definitely requires more energy, I think. Right. Oh, the, the rent, rent sons. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm also on yeah. salary there. Yeah. Whereas the uh, magic stuff, I can just do whenever I feel like doing it. Yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever I decide to make a decent amount of money, one go. <laughs> So, Jeez. yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to, like, really, you know, set the magic thing on, like, cruise control and just kind of make money off of it. Yeah. Because it's 80% automated the way we run it. That's And I just run ads and reach out to them at that time. ridiculous. Yeah. Smart, though. Yeah. I can't believe you're just, like, holding all these nuggets and you can't even, like, <laughs> spread the wealth. Jeez, man. Well, I think the biggest thing that, like, attracted <laughs> me was, like, not having to, like, bug your friends and family. So, I don't really talk about it too much, but I feel like I should. Because they talk about manifestation all the time, and they're like, if you really believe it, then yeah. it'll, it'll happen. But Hey, we talked about that the other night when we were getting... We did. Rowdy! We did. You <laughs> fucking beat us at Wee Bowling. God. 
Just got hustled. You got lucky. That's what we're talking <laughs> about here is that you're just going around hustling people. <laughs> I'm scared to play pool with you. I've done it before, but I don't want to anymore. <laughs> this is the long hustle. I can feel it coming on. I just get on. lucky sometimes. <laughs> it was like an X-Men character and her special power is luck. You know, that or Deadpool just made her up. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, but it is interesting. That's probably one of the best superhero powers I've ever seen. Luck? Yeah, because everything just happens Happens well for her. It's like, oh, that was lucky. If like you could Sherlock say that. Holmes thing. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes? Just always being in the right place or like. I don't think that's luck. Always falling. No, it's not. Sherlock Holmes? It's essentially luck. No. That man it just is knows. too ingenious. <laughs> He's reading clues that we don't even understand. <laughs> just. Always one step ahead. The whole matrix of the universe is like, whoa, you can see it laid out. Because you're doing so many drugs. I always loved that Sherlock Holmes did a lot of drugs. I don't know if the old one did, but all the newer versions do, so that's kind of fun. I can't really see Sir Conan Doyle writing in a bunch of drugs with this character. Because the old books are like fucking boring as shit. It's so slow. I don't even care if anyone disagrees with me. You're wrong. <laughs> so bad. All right, we've been teasing your uh, your little AT thing here and there, and then the yeah. dynamite part. And uh, I don't know, we've... You did a final big... You and Rachel both did a big sit down and talk, but I don't know. Yeah. No, this is your first time on the podcast. We definitely yep. haven't even talked about it. No, I think we talked about talking Doing about it. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did a big thing at the coffee shop. Um I mostly just sat there. Rachel did the talking. Not surprised. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to talk about it? Yeah. Because we still have plenty of time. Okay. And uh, it's fucking interesting. It I feel is. like what we're really discussing here, what I find fascinating about you, is you do not normal shit. Yeah. Well, you're, just, you're not a normal person. Well, I was stuck in that normal life for like four years, and it just kind of ate, ate away at me. All right, well, then let's hit that first and then tell us about your AT adventure. Okay, yeah, so I decided to go to Europe after college and backpack around. Fuck, that's awesome. I didn't know that either. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of steered away from going into physical therapy, which is my original, like, mindset of going to college, mm-hmm. and decided to go backpack Europe for three months after college and, uh, you know, bought a one-way ticket over there and reckless shit i was gonna was gonna ideally stay over there until i got kicked out or ran out of money <laughs> and i ended up running out of money a lot faster than i thought i was going to all right nice <laughs> um it ended up turning like total opposite of what i wanted the experience to be because i kind of wanted to go to the countrysides and like experience europe different countries but it ended up just turning into like a euro trip oh my god <laughs> yeah and this bounced around from party hostel <laughs> to party hostel on this <laughs> It was fun though. I think it all started with like Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, yeah. Um, but anyways, I got back from Europe and needed some money, so I started rickshawing, which is a like oh, a bike taxi. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I started doing that downtown and working valet. And so I was working valet seven to three, and then jumping on the rickshaw bike five to like one in the morning. That's right. When I met you, you were a valet. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I did that and saved a pretty decent amount of money. Because um, I mean, I was working nonstop, pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah. Sleep for like yeah, a couple hours a night. I don't know why, but I mean, I needed a lot of money because I wanted to go traveling again. And 
I think in the fall, after I got back, so I'd been doing that for like a year now. Mm-hmm. In the fall, my friend that was, I was a valet under, so the manager of the valet, he was like, hey man, I'm going to Spain. He's like, I want you to take my position over. I was like, no, dude. I was like, I don't want that. And, you know, make a long story short, we sat down, I ended up taking a position hmm. to be an account manager for Ooh. Costa Valley. Yep. And after that, I don't know what happened, man. Three and a half years went by, and I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was, it was 24-7 locked in because I was managing valet accounts for hotels. Hmm. So it was a night shifter. You know, if they didn't show up, I had to be there. Ew. Um, dealing with college kids, hiring and firing them, and it was a mess, man. It took over a lot of my life. And I just didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. <clears throat> um, That's like the bad side of working with college kids. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the people I worked with. And I made some pretty good connections with the people actually inside the hotel. Oh, cool. As far as, like, guests. Yeah. Just because I was the first face they saw and the last face they saw when they went out of the hotel. It's a nice face. Yeah. I mean, I got to talk on a lot of them. And, yeah. I mean, got some pretty good friends out of that way. But... I don't know, I was just working 24-7, and I know I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, and I wanted to be able to travel and take time off and not really have to stress about work all the time. So we quit, or when I say we quit, I quit my job. <laughs> and I think Rachel put a notice to go hike the AT. She was working at Half Moon Outfitters at the time. Oh, yeah. Um. So it was perfect. I mean, it was perfect because we got gear pretty cheap, you know. And she had taken me on my first backpacking trip, actually, like, I think a year prior. Hmm. Where is that? We we hiked Blood Mountain. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in North Carolina, maybe. <laughs> no, we did we did Standing Indian. Um, which is I think a hundred mile marker on the AT. Okay. Um, we did Standing Indian. We stayed at a shelter, and we ended up running into a AT through hiker, and she talked to us about it, and she was like telling us about. It. I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. I never knew that people did that kind of stuff. Mm. So, I mean, I went outside and did trails and stuff, but I never really backpacked. Yeah. I, mean, I backpacked Europe, but it was different. <laughs> I stayed in hostels. And then you went to clubs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I got the I got the idea. I started watching YouTube, fell into a YouTube war pole and started. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yeah, and Rachel was up in Wilmington doing disaster relief stuff. And I was like, man, I feel like we could do this. Like really hike the AT. I'm looking for change. Rachel's being a part of change right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like i was like yeah let's do this so i like messaged her i was like hey you want to do this and she was like yeah it sounds cool i think it was kind of a joke at first but i was serious about it it's kind of like my escape route from like the job that i hated <laughs> like, it could have been a joke but <laughs> yeah. i gave it no chance for that where's how we're going yeah i think that was like in the november <laughs> when i suggested that and we ended up starting hiking in march god which people plan plan these things out for like a year or two you know that people plan this pretty yeah. thorough yeah you guys are big planners yeah <laughs> you never wait till the last minute to do anything uh, i mean i think that's the way to go i think a lot of people psych themselves out oh fuck yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i can't even buy a pair of pants i psych myself out and put it down and leave the store yeah yeah same i mean it's like an impulse thing i think that's the way to live um but yeah so we started hiking at and it was tough at times but you know, we didn't have anything else to do. Hmm. So we just keep on pushing on and we met some really cool people along the way and ended up finishing the trail with the guy that we actually started the trail with, which is very rare. People don't do that a lot because people fall off and get hurt and 
Well, when I say fall off, I mean they stop hiking AT. They don't fall off the cliff, hopefully. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> just pictured everyone falling down the cliff. <laughs> I was like, damn, I didn't realize it was so risky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it is. I mean, people do die out there. Um, yeah, especially with you guys fucking hiking a scene and guys going around chopping people up. Okay, that was, yeah. I mean. That doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. Um, and I think the reason it made such big news is because it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. If it did, people would just look right over it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we were hiking around the guy that ended up killing another person. <laughs> Fucking outrageous. The guy was crazy. The chances. Because I mean, it was relatively close to where y'all were, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty close. We, I mean, we crossed paths with him plenty of times. Um, you actually saw this guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, we I didn't t- know that. Yeah, we saw him a couple times. Fuck. Um, I mean, he, he always seemed kind of normal to us, but I don't know, he's... We, I mean, we crossed him one time whenever he was at a shelter that you weren't supposed to stay at because they closed it down because mm. of bear activity. And he was, like, yelling at us, and it was the middle of the night. We had headlamps on, and we we're like, oh, God, we got to keep going. So we pushed on. And then I think a couple of days later is when he killed the people, person. Shit. Um, yeah, I mean, he just he just seemed like off his rocker. He was out there by himself. He took a train down and jumped on, and he was telling people that he was out there to, like, kill the mountain man or something i don't know man he was he was just off his rocker i don't know he's a bunch of red flags there weird dude yeah he was with, he had a dog with him and he had a guitar and he would just like sing and he was really bad at singing and oh fuck yeah just super like he would kick people out of the uh oh, shelters uh, he's sketchy dude yeah that sounds awful yeah ridiculous so and it took you super fast to do it compared to an average rate of hiking the trail, am I right? Uh yeah, we did it in four and a half months, which people every time we say that people are like, Oh, that's fast. But honestly, I mean, I feel like we didn't push ourselves too hard. Um we could have definitely done it in like more time, you know, taking our time a little bit more. Yeah. Which looking back on it, I wish we would have, like enjoyed it a little bit more. But you know, in the end it was still fun the way we did it. But I would go back and like really take my time. Ideally, what would be your sweet time zone? I don't know. I mean, there's not really like a sweet spot. I think it's just like there was times that, you know, we really wanted to stay in town and like take a zero day, which is like no miles. Right. And just chill. And there was times that, that, yeah, I mean, there's times that we pushed out of town faster than we, you know, we didn't necessarily need to. We could have just hung out Hmm. and enjoyed joy trail life i guess but i don't know i mean it, it all happens for a reason and we all we did it that fast because we were trying to finish with tribute which we started with him essentially we met him day two but we started on the same day right um we pretty much ran through the 100 mile wilderness which is the <laughs> last 100 mile stretch just because he was waiting on us we <laughs> so we actually he had a he already bought a plane ticket back Back oh home. shit! All right, so you were under a time crunch. Yeah, so he had to get to there a certain certain day, but me, snacks, kingpin, and honeybee, we didn't have anywhere to be. <laughs> so we stayed at Shaw's Hiker Hostel, which is at the beginning of the hundred mile wilderness, and he actually got off for some reason five miles before we did hmm. and hitched into Shaw's because he was ahead of us, and we met him at Shaw's, and then he got back on trail because he had five miles to catch up with us. So we're like, all right, well we'll get on in like an hour or two. 
and we'll meet you at the beginning of the 100 mile wilderness and he's all right sounds good and it was raining that day of course yep so me snacks honey bee and kingpin decided just to stay in and drink beer and watch uh tv at shawls <laughs> and i think we were supposed to get on the trail like at 10 maybe to catch up with them <laughs> and we ended up getting on the trail like at five. <laughs> oh my god yeah and then we didn't even hike as much we were like going to hike into the night so we could catch up with them I and mean, i think we hiked a mile <laughs> <laughs> and he so at that point he was a day ahead of us oh my god and he just kept on messaging us like hey where are you guys at and we were steadily a day behind him and i think the next day we did like 10 miles and we were supposed to do like 20 25 or something Good like. lord yeah so we really messed up that and he he was way ahead of us and you know we really wanted to finish with him and the thing that we didn't take into consideration was we only packed for four nights the mm. food and we were kind of treating the 100 mile wilderness like we were going to do it in five or six so we we're like oh god we didn't bring enough food like what are we doing like why are we taking our time <laughs> nice yeah good decision but he ended up waiting for us he's he took a zero at the end uh, at the bottom of katada and so we could summit katada together which is the final destination and uh yeah i mean it was cool it was cool finishing with somebody that you started with and yeah he was a big like influence to us on the trail and he's an older guy. Like, we called him our trail dad. <laughs> I think he turned 51, maybe, on the trail. Damn. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, and Kingpin was 20 on the trail. So I think Snacks is probably my age. So, like, 27, 28. And then Honeybee was 24, I guess. 23, 24. I don't know. Yeah. So, Where's it, was, it was a good gap there, but it was fun. I mean. Do you think it had, what kind of, like, impact did it have on you afterwards uh so people talk about trail depression a lot and you know it's kind of seems kind of phony but it's a true thing like when you're walking for four and a half months straight and the only thing you have to do is get to your next camp it uh you know it takes a toll on your life and that's the only thing you're looking forward to and then once you hit that end goal Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to like get off trail and think about setting another goal just because you worked at this goal straight for four and a half months, and now it's over. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're, like, wondering what's next. Your body goes through some funky changes because your body's just used to walking 20, 25 miles a day, and then you just go from a lot to nothing. So you start yeah. aching. Oh, shit. Body kind of swells. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's it's depressing. I still... I still plan on doing a lot of long trails. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think you and Rachel both have that kind of itch. Yeah, I think Rachel less less than I do. Oh. I know she. Yeah, her foot was hurting pretty bad at the end of it. Oh fuck. Um. Mr. Yeah. Crocs over here didn't mind. I didn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know. It just felt so simple. <laughs> it's a simple way of living, and it's just like being able to accomplish something like that's kind of cool that's what i like to picture with that is the every day like you're saying you had a destination yeah. and like that's like that's your survival and you can achieve that and then you have to come mm. to the real world and it's like you don't have that that set in stone like thing that you can do every day yeah so it's hard i think to judge and mentally get those like success chemicals going through your brain when you're just like <laughs> yeah. now i i'm just sitting on a couch Fuck. yeah or i mean yeah I mean, or even not having, like, a certain place you need to be each day, just knowing that your end goal is here. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was plenty of days that we could have just stayed in town and just relaxed. We had everything we needed on our backs. It's just simple. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. way less stress. 
Oh, yeah. I was not stressed at all on the trial. Like, I felt, like, pretty relaxed the whole time. Fucking hell, that's just awesome. Just pop some podcast in and walk. <laughs> but you just murdered some podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's so fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I truly want to do, like, the Triple Crown, which is the Pacific Crest Trail and the Continental Divide Trail. Um, I was actually watching a PCT documentary last night hmm. on YouTube. I don't know if you just watch this documentary, dude. I think anybody could have the itch to do it. Oh yeah, it just makes it so simple, and like, there's such a beautiful landscape out there. Talking to you, I could definitely just get the itch alone. <laughs> yeah, but I would definitely want it to do with someone like you that was very passionate about doing it. I would, yeah, not finish on my own. Well, I mean, you don't have to finish on your own either. A lot. Of, I mean, a big thing on the trail is hike your own hike. Yeah, and people get off the trail all the time. I think a, one in four people finish the trail that start it. Shit. And I think the reason is because people go out there for for different reasons. And once you find that reason, then, you know, you may stop or you may finish. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't go out there just to, just to finish the trail. Hmm. We met a guy out there that was chronically ill. Um, you know, his doctors told him that he would never, like, be able to walk on the AT or, like, hike the AT. And he was legit just, like, out there day to day. He had a... A DNR with him, so do not recitate. Rest, rest Shit. Yeah, he told us that. Like we we came up to camp with him, and he was pitched beside us, and he was like, "Hey, he's like, I have a DNR, so if you hear me like, you know, choking in the middle of the night, he's like, don't do anything." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary, but he was out there. He's like, "I want to die on the AT." He's like, "Just oh my god." Yeah, he's just chronically ill. I think he ended up did. I think he either got pulled off the AT or he passed away on the AT. Hmm. Um, one or the other extreme dream came true at least. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, like, seeing, like, he had no, he was never going to finish the AT. I think that was, like, in the, not Smokies, but maybe right before the Smokies. But he would go, like, a mile or two a day and just wanted to be out there. Hmm. So he was never going to finish A to B, but he was out there for a different reason than a lot. One in four. Yeah. That's low. I think people get hurt or people just run out of money. I think a lot of younger people run out of money because they that's go the there biggest, and party. Yeah, that's the obstacle for me, at least. Well, that yeah. just being away from your job or whatever it is not yeah. have to have enough money saved up and if you're like on your own or whatever like mm-hmm. it worked out well with you guys because you got out of a lease like right before right yeah. yeah yeah so you didn't have any of that worry which is exactly. really nice i guess no wonder it takes a while you gotta plan all that shit out before you head out there yeah it doesn't take a lot of money either to do it i mean we spent we were pretty i wouldn't say frugal at all um because i mean when we went to town we went to breweries we you know we ate a ton of food uptown we would go out to yeah. eat and eat big burgers you need full pizza. yeah you need the calories um you know we drank beer when we got into town we celebrated essentially every town stop that we had so we weren't frugal at all and uh we only spent like i think four thousand a piece hmm. which isn't that bad when you're thinking about uh you know between gear getting to places eating food resupplying mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I don't think it seems that bad. And Tribute, Tribute spent less than that. I think he ended up spending like two grand. Damn. But he ended up dry um, hydrating a lot of his food or dehydrating a lot of his food mm. and sending it in care packages to himself. So. Oops. <laughs> so there's different ways you can do it and do it a lot cheaper. You can do work for stays at hostels instead of paying for the hostels. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Oof. Still on the same thing to do yeah I mean, it's fun though i mean yeah 
if you're in, yeah. <laughs> I would ha- like I said I would have to have a group of equally as passionate people yeah. to keep me my passion excited and going because I mean a lot of times I did talk to you guys there was you don't get the views every day like a lot of times you're just no. tromping through a forest the AT is a hard one um the AT is known as the green tunnel because you're always under tree shade shit there might be a little peek out every now and then, but it kind of looks the same <laughs> for the most part. Um, when you get up to like New Hampshire and Maine area, it gets pretty, like really pretty because you're above tree line a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is beautiful. Um, what was the scene that I painted for you? That was that was in New Hampshire. Gotcha. That was the whites. Yeah. Best part of the trough. <laughs> yeah. The whites is it's amazing. I mean, you're above tree line pretty much the whole time up there. Shit, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a breathtaking picture that I saw. Yeah, I mean the AT is a tough trail, especially for people that have never through hike before. It's got a lot of elevation gain and loss. Um, I think out of the three long trails, I named Continental Divide, Pacific Crest Trail, and AT. I think it has. I want to say I'm just shooting out, but I think it's like over a hundred thousand gain and loss more than the next trail up. Shit, man. Yeah, so I mean you're. Yeah, so it's like a roller coaster. It's up yeah. and down. <laughs> and your ass had to be like rock hard after that. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty tall on the bottom half, but my top half I liked pretty bad. <laughs> but I didn't lose any weight, though. I stayed the same weight. What? Really? But my legs are a lot more muscle, muscly, and my, my upper half was kind of like laney looking. Mm. And then you could just draw upon your... Your call at your school and like all right yeah. <laughs> pt time yeah <laughs> but honestly i mean yeah it was I, I, like tribute looked really bad afterwards he looked he lost like 20 or 30 pounds fuck some people have to get off because they lose so much weight that's a lot of weight because i think you have to eat for an average 510 you know 150 pound man i think you have to eat like 5500 calories a day to maintain your weight which is hard Especially yeah. when you're carrying your food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. That's tough. You're just packing like the worst food in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they give me the Twinkie. Twinkies are a big thing, right? Twinkies, uh, those little, like, uh, what are they called? Big Texas. The cinnamon. Oh, yeah, dude. The salt. Oh, yeah. So good. Those are like 500 calories a piece. Just so straight loser teeth. 10 of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, eat the worst stuff you can. I mean, the most calorie stuff. There's some vegans out there, though. That, Hardcore. Uh, that I met. And Oreos I don't know all how day. they did it. Yeah, I guess Oreos. I love Oreos. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about Oreos. I feel like you. I don't know how you even get that many calories being a vegan out there. I don't know. That's why I was just saying that's challenging. I feel like a lot of the food is. Yeah. Obviously, they have plenty of unhealthy vegan food, but it, yeah, in terms of like what you can eat, I think they do a lot of resupply boxes, mm-hmm. so they don't necessarily rely on towns because a lot of towns you go through are smaller, so they might not have the, you know, a good of an option. For yeah, vegans. I can see that. It's hard to do, and it's really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But good on them. That's cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough, but, I mean, they make it. Make it work. Hell yeah, man. Huh. What we got? That was perfect. Look at you. Right out of an hour. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. This has been very interesting. Yeah. It's, you've had an all-over-the-place life, I think. I like it. Like your your mental dedication <laughs> not to do a fucking nine to five was yeah. so strong that here you are in the goddamn AT. 
to jump it's back on this next nuts. year after you know after i finished the rent sons thing and yeah i'm excited to do a follow-up yeah uh, i think me and kingpin have you know if all works out with my scheduling in november i think we're gonna do the hey duke and the arizona trail hey duke i think wade was watching that yeah. uh because the guy did his own trail through it right yeah so the trail so the arizona trail is marked out okay and the hey duke trail is more of a hey duke route right so it's a gps like pinpoint route so you kind of figure it out good luck (laughs) yeah and that's like 14 or 1500 miles right there Mm. and that would be in the winter oh why because that's when kingpin was going to go to new zealand but he can't get to new zealand because of the border is still shut down for this year you're gonna hike through the winter well we did part of the hey we did like 80 miles of the hey duke last winter so after the at Mm. in december and it wasn't that bad Oh. It was pretty warm. Because you're, you're in the desert. I was about to say, but doesn't the desert get really cold at it night? It does at night. But during the day, it's pretty warm. <laughs> but you just have sleeping gear that's, you know. Yeah, but there's heavier stuff you have to hike with, right? Not. It's okay. I don't know. I'm not a hiker. I mean, yeah, you hit the, yeah, it's a little bit heavier, but, you know. I'm not even a, I'm like middle glamping <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> is. A, it's a different, it's different, different, different lifestyle than a glamping yeah <laughs> totally different oh yeah i'm more freeing oh you think so <laughs> oh yeah okay well i've never really done anything like this before the only thing i've hiked is a panther creek in georgia <laughs> and it's like a tiny one way three miles turn around come back kind of thing and there's uh-huh. like camping spots along the way so it's very like national parky and you see people everywhere actually we didn't see that much because oh, we fucking went in like early february and it was balls cold yeah and we slept right next to a fucking waterfall like a bunch of morons so you get wet richard was with me <laughs> yeah so yeah we got super wet and cold yeah oh it was a good time though it was a lot of fun but yeah. at the same time you're not really hiking far right and it literally took us like five hours to go a mile and a half just stopping and like we all had in. we all had uh photography cameras and shit so just the constant like hey don't move let me take a picture of this leaf yeah god but like i said that's totally totally different mindset yeah it's more i mean it's it's more freeing like for example like hiking long trails you're not gonna see people not really Hmm. on the weekends it gets you know you might see more people yeah but uh on the hey duke last year when we did 80 miles i think i think we did it like four or five days and we saw and again we're taking our time um could have did faster okay that's a humble brag right there. But we had we had to get to a car where we had a certain amount of days planned out just so we could enjoy it and really get a feel for it. I, mean, I think we saw three people. Damn. Over the five days. Yeah. Which is cool. Cause yeah. It really feels like you're out there. All right. All right. I've never yeah. even been to a fucking desert, so I would definitely feel like I was out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's different. Yeah. The canyons and the desert land, it's different. It's different. It's cool, though. One of these days, I'm yeah. going to have you drag me along yeah i'll have to pay you for it no <laughs> no no really i will you just fly out there you don't <laughs> you mean as a guide pick me as a guide <laughs> and just to tolerate my ass <laughs> i'll carry you along <laughs> could you actually carry me <sighs> i could carry a pack for you oh okay wow uh, yeah my friend zach came out and hiked a little bit on the at with us and we pushed him too hard oh really and i ended up carrying his pack at the end oh poor guy shit yeah I feel like my pride would would not let you do that. Oh, well, like, I'm gonna die with this back on me. He looked like he was gonna break his legs. Shit! Like he, yeah. I think in 
three or four days, we pushed him to do 80 miles, mm. which is, you don't start like that. Like, he started like 10 miles a day, and then you work up to, and by the time he came and saw us, we were doing 20 mile days easily. Oh my god! Yeah, we had to. It'd do be a, hard to slow down by that point because then it feels like you're not doing anything. Well, we had it. We had a. He reached 100 miles in the five days that he was there, so we could hitch back to the thing called trail days. And yeah, so we had to really push it. Damn. And he was about to fall apart at the end. Shit. But he did good. He hung on there. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked really bad. <laughs> we pushed him really hard. Look real bad. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I've... <laughs> No, if I do make this, when I make the decision to do one of these things, I definitely will be training as much as I can. Yeah. I'm not going to just like blindly step into that. <laughs> Mainly because I don't want to be that last little shit at the end. Everyone's like, fuck, Caleb's still back there. <laughs> Look at him. Is he crawling? <laughs> what is he doing? He's talking to himself. He's crazy. <laughs> like you got your binoculars out because I'm so far away. <laughs> You'll get there. No, well, I, I would not let that happen. <laughs> We tell you where we're going to stop, and then you catch up eventually. No, I would just get a bunch of meth, and we're just like, all right, guys, let's go. You just want to keep on walking? Let's walk. It works, too. No, I'm not fucking doing meth either. I'm joking. <laughs> However, this is, a, this is nice. It's inspirational. I don't really have a lot of normal jobs either, but it is nice to see that someone can do what they want successfully um, without a lot of, like, Stress, I guess is where I'm going. I'm sure you have stress, but it hasn't like defeated you, which is nice. Yeah, it's a scary thing doing odd jobs and trying to like make your own schedule and your own way of life. But it's cool. Yeah. It's a good story. And <laughs> maybe you people will be inspired, and you'll quit doing your stupid fucking jobs <laughs> and hating your life too. Maybe because that <laughs> sucks. You should not torture yourself for no reason. They can hire a machine to do it. <laughs> fucking Elon Musk just came out with artificial intelligence. That's scary smart <laughs> i saw that thing and this guy was like yeah it could replace almost every single job in america so get ready for that i was like that's terrifying yeah <laughs> no, that's where we're gonna leave this yeah the ominous <laughs> note of terror right <laughs> <laughs> all right dude thank you for joining me yeah absolutely it was a lot of fun and uh you did a good job thanks very eloquent well spoken thanks I'm impressed <laughs> we'll see how it runs back <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening everybody goodbye Cause you suck, Jimmy.